If you would, open your Bibles to the book of Numbers, chapter 14, and we'll be looking at verse 10, Numbers 14, 10. As you're turning there, I want to ask, how often are those who state the truth, tell the truth, how often are they persecuted? Now, what do I mean? When people are told the truth, they can react to it or respond to it in several different ways. They can receive the truth gladly and accept it and benefit from it. They can reject it, deny it, and then continue on as they had been going on before they heard the truth. And then they can hear the truth, reject it, and then persecute the person who is telling the truth. And we see this pretty much all the time. We see it in our society today. I mean, think about it. Christians hold to the truth. And when we inform people the truth of God's word, they can respond to it in these three different ways. They can receive it. Accept the truth of God's word, or they can deny the truth of God's word and continue on after they have denied it, or they can hear the truth, disregard the truth, and then persecute the person who is telling the truth to them. And this type of reaction is nothing new. We're going to see this reaction with the children of Israel. Again, look at Numbers chapter 14, verse 10. It's written, And all the multitude said, Stone them with stones, but the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, I just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Just be with us today, Lord, as we worship together. Just give us an insight and understanding into your word and help us just to take what we learn today and apply it into our daily walk. And again, Lord, I just thank you for this day that you've given us. I thank you, Lord, for all the many blessings that you've bestowed upon us, the blessings of life and liberty, just the blessings that we could come today to worship. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us today. And Lord, if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, I pray that you would speak to their hearts today. And again, Lord, we lift up those that could not make it today, those that may be traveling, those that are sick and shut in. We just lift them up to you, Lord, and just ask your blessings upon each one. And again, Lord, we just 
pray that you would be with us today. Just give me the words to say today. And Lord, just bind down Satan and let him have no part of the service. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now in this verse, we see the reaction of the children of Israel to hearing truth. Now what was their reaction? They wanted to stone two people. Two people who were telling them the truth. Now, what is going on here? Now, if you look back in chapter 13, the children of Israel had made it to the promised land. They were near the border of the promised land. And Moses had told them to take one person from each tribe and they were going to send that one person from each tribe into the land of Israel or into the land of Canaan at this time to spy the land out. So the tribe of Judah chose Caleb. And Moses, for the tribe of Levi, he chose Joshua. And these spies were to go into the land and they were to spy out the land for 40 days. Now at the end of the 40 days, the spies returned to Moses and you can see this in chapter 13 starting with verse 26. These spies returned to Moses after the 40 days and they give their report. And they said, yes, the land is a land flowing with milk and honey. And they had some fruit from the land as proof that they presented. But after saying that, then the report of the spies, 11 of the spies, started to go south. It turned pretty much, as the scripture says, into an evil report. They said, yes, it's a land flowing with milk and honey, but the people are strong. The walls of the, the cities are walled and these walls are strong. And then they said, and, and the children of Anak, the sons of Anak are there. Basically, giants were living in the land. And... As the spies were speaking this, Caleb spoke up. Caleb spoke up in verse 31. He said, pretty much, let's get up and go and take possession of the land. Let's go up at once. That's what he says. Let's go up at once and possess it and then look at what he says after that. For understandably, we shall overcome it. Caleb was trusting in God. Yeah, the people are strong. 
yeah, the cities are walled, but let's go up and take possession of the land God has given us. He's promised us this land. Let's go take possession of it. Yet after this was spoken by Caleb, the other spies continued. These 11 spies continued to give an evil report to the children of Israel. And one of the last things they said was, is the land devours the population. Basically, they were saying, if we go there, the land's just going to swallow us whole. We'll just be wiped out. It'll swallow us. And after hearing this bad report, instead of remembering the promises of God and the truth of God, instead of listening to what Caleb said, instead of trusting God and obeying God, the children of Israel wept. And it says they wept all night. We see this in chapter 14. It says they wept all night because of this report. And then what do they do? They start to murmur. Now how many times in the Old Testament, starting with the book of Exodus, does it say the children of Israel murmured against God or murmured against Moses and Aaron? Numerous times. And here's another one of those times. They start to murmur against Moses and Aaron. Basically, the God-anointed leadership of the congregation of Israel, they start to murmur against them. And then they start to say, let's choose a new leader to lead us back to Egypt. Now think about that. Instead of trusting God, instead of obeying God, instead of trusting the truth of what God had told them, truth that can be seen in what Caleb was saying, the children of Israel murmured and said, we want to go back to Egypt. Now, if you remember what was going on in Egypt with the children of Israel, they were slaves. They were slaves in, e in Egypt. It was not a good life for them. They lived the life of a slave. Yet for some reason, every time the children of Israel would rebel against God, they would always look back at their life at Egypt and think that it was great. Now what was God calling on them to do here? Go in and possess the land. I'm going to give you this land. Go in and possess it. Yet once they heard the report of these spies, an evil report, they start to murmur. And the murmuring leads to rebellion. 
it leads to rebellion. Think about what's happening. God had delivered them from Egypt, from a land of slavery in Egypt. He had protected them numerous times since they had left Egypt. He had fed them when they were hungry. He gave them water when they were thirsty. He gave them his law. He gave them his system of sacrifice and offering that he set up. And whenever they would sin, he would punish them, yes. But he was also giving them a land to call their own. A land flowing with milk and honey. And the spies' first report said, yes, it was a land flowing with milk and honey. Yet instead of trusting God, instead of looking to God for guidance, instead of trusting the promise of God and the truth of God's word that he had spoken to them, they trust the evil report of the spies. And they turn from the promise of God. And then look at the last thing that Caleb and Jacob, or Joshua says to them. Look at verses 6 through 9. And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, two of them that searched the land, rent their clothes and spake unto all the assembly of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we walk through to search it is a very good land, if the Lord love us, he will bring us into this land and give it us, which is a land that floweth with milk and honey. But rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are but bread for us. Their shield is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. So after hearing the report of the people, after hearing that the people wanted to go back to Egypt and appoint new leaders to lead them back into a land of slavery, Joshua and Caleb tear their clothes, which is a sign of mourning. And then they tell the people, trust God. That's what they're saying. Trust God. If the Lord love us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us. How much did God love the children of Israel? Think about that. How much did God love them? He had promised this land to Abraham. He had protected them fed them, blessed them as his people. And Joshua and Caleb says, if God loves us, he's going to give us this land. God loved them. He loved them. Think about the truth in Joshua and Caleb's words here. God loved them. Israel was God's people, of course. He was going to give them the land. He was going to protect them 
no matter what they faced in the land. A good example of this is something that happened several hundred years later when David faced Goliath. Think about that. How God protected David, who was a teenager, a small boy at that time, facing a giant. God was going to protect Israel no matter what. Of course he would be with them and give them the land. All they had to do was trust God. Trust the truth of God's word, the promise that he had given them, and obey. That's all they had to do. Trust and obey. Trust and obey. And then look at what Joshua and Caleb says after that. Don't rebel. Trust God. Go in and possess the land. Trust God, but don't rebel. Do not rebel against God, nor fear the people of the land. what he says. The people of the land would be bread for Israel. Basically, he's saying, when we go in to possess the land, we're going to consume the people that are there. We're going to wipe them out. They're not going to be able to stand against us. And then he says, their shield is departed from them. They're not going to have any protection because God will fight for us. That's what he's saying. Just fear the Lord. Trust God. Don't rebel against him. Yet what happens? The people don't want to hear the truth. Have we ever run into people like that? People that didn't want to hear the truth? When the truth is right there? We see it all the time. People don't want to hear the truth. Joshua and Caleb was speaking the truth and trying to call Israel to trust God. And what was the response? Well, we see the response in our main verse for today. The children of Israel said, stone them. Stone them. Joshua and Caleb were telling the people to trust God, and instead of trusting God, the people want to kill the messenger. Stone them. And what happens? God intervenes. God intervenes. That's what we see here. And all the multitude said, Stone them with stones. And then you see the word but. But the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. The word but can show a cause and effect when you're looking at 
Scripture. And that's what we see here. We see a cause and effect. The cause was the children of Israel wanting to stone Joshua and Caleb, and as a result, God intervenes. His glory shines in the, in the tabernacle. And then he starts to speak to Moses. He does not address the people. He speaks to Moses directly, and he pretty much says, how long am I going to have to put up with these rebellious people? He intervenes when they said they wanted to stone Joshua and Caleb. And instead of stoning Joshua and Caleb, God punishes. He intervenes and he punishes the children of Israel. And this was a harsh punishment for their rejection of the truth for not trusting in God. And what was the punishment? If you read on down, God tells them, for every day that the spies were in the land, that's going to be one year of wandering in the wilderness. You're going to have to wander in the wilderness for 40 years, and then he says everyone from age 20 up will die in the wilderness because they did not trust me. And as a result, that whole generation is going to die out and not possess the land. But why? Think about what had happened. They had seen God delivered them with a mighty hand out of the land of Egypt. They had seen his miracles. They had seen the miracle of when, where he was feeding them with manna in the wilderness. Yet they didn't trust him. And as a result, the only two people that were allowed to go into the land were Joshua and Caleb. The two that did trust God. Israel was punished for not trusting God. For not listening to the truth. For not obeying. Instead, they believed an evil report and they rebelled and they wanted to stone the one speaking the truth. But that's not the only time we see something like that in the Bible. If you look at the New Testament, the same thing happened throughout the New Testament. When people were speaking the truth in the New Testament, people rejected it. Look at what happened to Christ. Here he was delivering the truth to Israel. The promised Messiah had come and instead of receiving the truth of his word, they reject him and crucify him. Look at what happened to the apostles. The same thing. Preaching the truth, they reject the truth and persecute them. The only one that died of old age was John. All the rest of them were martyred. 
And the same thing is happening in today's society. Again, people can receive the truth or they can reject the truth. And when they reject the truth, they can either reject it and go on with what they're doing or they can reject it and then start persecuting the person who's delivering the truth. But that's what we see. We see a persecution of the one speaking the truth. I was reading something the other day that happened in England. You had someone on a sidewalk praying. And they got arrested. They wasn't speaking out loud. They were just praying. It happened twice in England. Once in December and once a couple weeks ago. Praying on a sidewalk. And arrested. And when they were asked what they were doing, they said, I'm praying. arrested but we see people rejecting God's word and they reject the message of the truth even in this country try standing on a street corner in San Francisco and speaking the truth of God's word what's going to happen New York what's going to happen Lexington, Kentucky. What's going to happen? You're going to get persecuted. Because people do not want to hear the truth. They do not want to hear the truth of God's word. Why? Because it reminds them of their sin. Why do you think the children of Israel rejected what Joshua and Caleb were saying. Because they were reminding them that they were rebelling against God by what they were doing. They didn't want to be reminded of their sin. People do not want to hear the truth when it deals with sin. Instead, they want to reject it and reject the speaker of the truth. But there was another reason that they reject the truth. Because if you think about all of the word of God and what it says about sin and how we need to receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, what does that mean? It means we must trust what the word of God says. We must trust the truth of the message and we must obey. Trust and obey. The children of Israel did not want to trust and obey. The scribes, the Pharisees, and the chief priests did not want to trust and obey God. The Pharisees in the synagogues, the Jews, when Paul and Peter and all the apostles were out preaching the word of God and, and trying to point Jesus, people to Jesus Christ, the Romans, they did not want to trust and obey. 
And the same thing is seen today. People do not want to trust and obey. And instead of trusting and obeying the truth of God's word, they persecute the messenger. And that's what we see. People do not want to trust the message and obey God or the word of God. Yet a lack of trusting and obeying leads to sin. It leads to sin. And instead of trusting and obeying, they deny the truth of the message. And in today's world, that means a denial of Jesus Christ. And then they turn and persecute the messenger. So what are we to do? when we suffer for speaking the truth. We're to look to the example found in the Bible. Caleb and Joshua continued to speak the truth. The apostles continued to speak the truth. When Christ was undergoing persecution from the scribes and the Pharisees, he continued to speak the truth. That's what we're to do. We may face persecution for speaking the word of God, for telling people the truth, but we're to continue to speak it. Why? Because God is greater than anything that we face. And we need to remember that what we face down here it's short. It's just a little piece of sand compared to what we're going to face in eternity. We may face persecution here, but we have eternal joy to look forward to. We're to always speak the truth. And we must never shy from speaking the truth, even when it's unpopular. We're to trust God. We're to obey God. And we're to speak his word and his truth at all times, regardless of what we face. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, we just thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that we can just learn from it. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us as we go into this time of invitation. And Lord, again, if there's anyone here that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. Just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.